Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Tony Katz, good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. Twitter at Tony Katz. I'm, I'm going to get to Omarosa because I hate myself. And because you have to. you got to understand the, the level of depravity here. It's massive. You got to understand that. You got to understand that uh, President Trump is at fault here. Why in the world are you bringing her in? Why would you bring her in? You knew she was bad news from the beginning. Uh, I will get to all of that. Uh, first, uh, the, the story that is getting no play whatsoever. Keith Ellison. The accusations of abuse. The accusations by Karen Monahan that when they were dating, he was abusive. This starts with her son, Austin, accusing Keith Ellison of beating his mother in a viral Facebook post. Austin also claims that he's got a video on his mom's laptop that shows Keith Ellison, the congressman, Democrat, from Minnesota, dragging her off of bed and screaming curses at her. Keith Ellison saying, Karen and I were in a long-term relationship which ended in 2016, and I still care deeply for her well-being. This video does not exist because I have never behaved in this way, and any characterization otherwise is false. However, Karen Monahan is saying that what my son said is true. Every statement he made was true. Keith Ellison, you know you did that to me. That's what she put out on Twitter. Well, there is a liberal-leaning women's group a group called Ultraviolet. I know nothing about Ultraviolet. I've never heard of them a day in my life. Right? Uh, they are equality at a higher frequency. And if you click the About Us, a powerful and rapidly growing community of people mobilized to fight sexism and create a more inclusive world that accurately represents all women from politics and government to media and pop culture. Okay. That that's that's who you are. All right, very good. They are calling on Keith Ellison to resign. One of the things we discussed just yesterday: what happened to believe the women? I'm a guy who believes in information. I am a guy who who uh, who who believes in investigation. I'm someone who believes in getting the facts before you move forward. I don't believe that there's an allegation so someone's career is destroyed. And I am no fan of Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison, uh, who has had a very chummy relationship with Louis Farrakhan, who is a bigot, who is an anti-Semite. He's an awful, awful person. I mean, no one should want to be around this guy. Uh, Congressman Andre Carson, he's a fan of Louis Farrakhan, willing to work with Louis Farrakhan. Uh, Congressman Indianapolis, the 7th District, uh, man... It's so awful. It's so awful to have to to hear him talk about things. Pretend when he starts talking about decency or or, or he tries to get on his moral high horse, I just, I, I get all the, is, is oogie a word? Oogie? Uh, just bleh. bleh. Like that. Like that's the feeling that I get. You know that feeling like when you burp but it's wet? 
and you just get the you just get the, it comes up a little bit, right? That's it. Like if it just sat there and stayed, then you can't really get the taste out of your mouth. That's what Andre Carson does to me. I just the it's it's the lying, it's the pretending, it's the never being held to account. It's like you know I live in Indianapolis. I'm the only person on my morning show to hold him to account. You're friends with Louis Farrakhan. Why? Why? He he calls uh, Jews Satan. Uh, uh, the, uh, Jews uh, synagogues uh, with the synagogue of Satan is it refers to it. You won't denounce this. You want to work with this? It's it's disgusting. It's disgusting, and uh, it, it's it's despicable. It really and truly is. But this group. So again, no fan of Keith Ellison. Sorry, Andre Carson got a little tangent there. Uh, this group is saying that Keith Ellison needs to resign from Congress and that he should withdraw his candidacy from the Minnesota's attorney general race because he's running to be the attorney general of Minnesota. And and their line is, we believe women, we believe Karen Monahan. A domestic abuser does not belong in any position of power, but particularly not as the top prosecutor in the state. I was told... Uh, that you're supposed to believe the women. So where's Hillary Clinton to say that Keith Ellison should should step down? Listen, all I want is a little bit of consistency. That's all I'm looking for in the world. Just a little bit of consistency. That's it. I, I, I applaud this women's group not because I agree with them, but because they stayed consistent. <laughs> because uh, they they absolutely positively are saying this is what we believe, this is what we do, and we do it for everybody. We don't change because it's Republican or Democrat. Good. I got uh, that little applause right there. I like that. Oh, I may not agree with them. I think there should still be an investigation. I have said this. Just because there's an accusation, I want an investigation. If there's a video and you can show it to a couple people in law enforcement and he gets arrested, oh, then I'll believe it. Then I'll believe it. For sure. Right? And that's abuse. Now, audio clips and video clips, they do different things for different people. I got to bring it back to Omarosa. It's not because I want to. It's not because I want to. It's because uh, I have to. Because the Trump campaign is now suing her. The Trump campaign has filed a formal complaint against Omarosa Manigault Newman. Uh, talking about how she breached her confidentiality agreement from 2016. Donald J. Trump for president, right, which is the 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 campaign, that's the company, uh, has filed an arbitration against Omarosa Manigault Newman for breach of her 2016 confidentiality agreement with the Trump campaign. And President Trump, uh, you know, he loves Twitter. And, and he tweeted out because that's kind of what he does. Hello. Wacky Omarosa already has a fully signed nondisclosure agreement. Which I assume the book publisher must have known about, right? Do you think the book publisher could be on the hook? They're the ones publishing the book. Why do you say no, uh, producer Ari? You don't know that for sure. Why? If if she here's here, think of it this way: if they knew she had a non-disclosure, uh, if they knew she had a non-disparagement agreement, and they printed it, okay. But what if they asked Amarosa and she said no? Omarosa is known now as a liar. So could they be on the hook for that? If they said yes, if she said yes and they printed it anyway, they would definitely be on the hook for it. 
So it is possible if she if she if they asked and she said no, you could also claim that the publisher didn't do their due diligence. I think a lot of people are going to be forced to ask a lot of lawyers questions uh, at the at this very moment. That's what I think uh, is 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 coming. Because the the agreement says not to disparage the Trump family, quote, during the term of your service and at all times thereafter. Now, we know she's got all these uh, audio tapes, right? All these audio tapes. But she's now making claim that she heard the tape. It wasn't one of hers. goes back to the days on The Apprentice where President Trump used the N-word. That's how people describe it. There it is. I have no idea if this tape even exists. I have no idea what uh, is on the tape, context of I have, I have nothing. I have absolutely, positively nothing. So there's nothing that I can discuss here until there's something that's played and then people can listen to it and, and discuss it. The same thing is true with Keith Ellison. The son of this woman, Karen Monahan, claims there's a, a videotape on, on a laptop. That's a claim. That's an allegation. I don't destroy someone's career because of an allegation. I just don't do it. I am no fan of Keith Ellison, but no one should be trying to destroy his career over an allegation. Let Karen Monahan press charges. If there's a videotape, show it to law enforcement and see if there's an arrest made. Then... Then we can have a conversation. Then we should have a conversation. But just allegations? Sorry. Sorry. And, and I know I know. for some people it's going gonna, it's gonna to drive them crazy. It's going to drive them crazy uh, because, uh, you know, you're, it's, it's a chance to get Ellison out. I got to be able to live with myself. Ellison's just terrible. Don't get me wrong. He really- you're terrible. You're all terrible. But not based on an allegation. He should be out because his policies are horrible, because he doesn't believe in, in borders. That's why he should be out of office, because he's an indecent guy uh, on his policy. You want to say it's about being indecent with, with, with a woman who he was in a relationship with? Okay. A little bit of proof is all we're asking for. I'm Tony Katz. You know when I come back, you know what it look like. Everything lit, all the girls in free. Everybody inside, sipping on a good time. You ain't got to Tony Katz, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio is where you find me. Uh, can we, just quickly on the $100,000 pyramid, because I don't know why this is a thing. This happened on the $100,000 pyramid. There's a guy, he uh, he's, he's trying to win the money. There's Tim Meadows, formerly Saturday Night Live. He's on the Goldbergs now. And uh, do, do you have the question here from Michael Strahan? Do you have the questions part of this? Well, the whole thing is it shows the thing on the board. It's a it's the word. Right. It's, yeah. So there's there's the picture, right? That's what the hundred thousand dollar pyramid is. And so uh, you you take a look at it, and the guy's job is to say, uh, okay, uh, answer answer these questions here. That's all you gotta do. You gotta you gotta get your, your, your the Tim Meadows guy to uh, be able to uh, to figure out you know what it is. Uh, that you're saying, and uh, the first clue is people with the last name Obama. The first clue is people with the last name 
Obama. This is what happened. Seven and ten for fifty thousand dollars. Here's your first subject. Go. <clears throat> Bin Laden. You see, he thought it said Osama. He couldn't figure out that it said Obama. And he thought it said Osama. And he said Bin Laden. And that makes you pretty much a schmuck. Right? It's, uh, he's on TV. He wants to win $100,000. Uh, he's nervous. And he says uh, Osama. Now... That's a mistake. That's a mistake. It's not racist. And there are people out there who are saying that this is racist. This is why we can't have nice things. It's not racist. It was a mistake. When does that get allowed? When are you just allowed to make a mistake? And then, you know, you move on with your day. It, it's, a, it's a lost art. The idea of saying, oh, that, that was stupid. Okay, haha, everybody gets a laugh, and they move on. They move on. No, no one's moving I mean, I'm, I won't be surprised um, if, uh, if, if, if this just ruins him. Just absolutely ruins him. He posted a video uh, of it. Uh, his name is Evan Kaufman, and wrote, so this is me below, racist $100,000 pyramid guy. He put that on. Uh, on Twitter, and referred to it as perhaps the most embarrassing moment of his life. Nothing racist about it, so you shouldn't do that to yourself. Plenty of other people are going to do that for you. Uh, I've been talking about this collusion issue because the collusion's real, and, and it's, we have to stop saying, telling ourselves that it's not. If we're, we have to be honest with each other, we can't go down the road uh, of thinking that collusion isn't happening here. Collusion is happening. All right? I am declaring it. Declaring it right now uh, that it's happening and that it's real and that if we have to do something about it. You know what? The hysteria index, we're at an all-time high. Oh, my God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, calm. everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. What's going on? Holy crap, I am freaking out. That's right. Collusion. Not Trump. What are you talking about? Trump and the Russians? No. No, 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 not at all. That's that's crazy. We're talking about the Boston Globe and 100 other newspapers around the country, which on Thursday, which will be August 16th, they are all going to write editorials denouncing President Trump for referring to the media as the enemy of the people. This is their plan. They are engaging in collusion to get others to do this. Quote, we propose to publish an editorial on August 16th on the dangers of the administration's assault on the press and ask others to commit in publishing their own editorials on the same date. Until the media accepts the fact that they are indeed partially responsible for what they're seeing, then we're never going to get anywhere. They're responsible for what we're seeing. They have culpability. You're not just these these observers, poor, poor you who's being abused. You did this. You did this. And it's so obvious that you did this. You are the ones in so many cases who 
said that you couldn't stomach uh, Donald Trump being president of the United States and you were going to do anything to keep him out of office. You would do anything uh, to keep him out of office. And you worked at that. And when it didn't work, you came back to it and said, okay, now we're going to do journalism. That was the New York Times, actually. They actually said, we're recommitting ourselves to the journalism that you know and, and, and expect. Has the New York Times actually done that? Or have they continued down the road of this attack on President Trump at all costs? And how many stories have they retracted? How many stories recanted? How many stories changed? How many times have they gone uh, to, to the public with something that they couldn't prove? Jeffrey Ross? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Brian Ross, uh, ring a bell? How many others? How many others do, do we have to go? Uh, CNN editors fired, and by the way, they got rehired in other news organizations and higher positions because, you know, they just recirculate those people around. I had a name for it. I can't remember what I called it right now. You know? Uh, they do. They just re- they, they recycle the people. That's all they do. No, no one ever loses their job forever for being totally duplicitous. No, no, no. You hate Trump? Come on, we'll pay you over here, kid. Yeah, you, you knucklehead, we'll pay you over here. And we're good. So they got 100 newspapers, more um, signed up. They expect more. Um, and they're all enthusiastic about standing up to Trump's assault on journalism. Uh, the assault on journalism has been you. You haven't learned that Donald Trump is only saying what so many people in America are saying. That's it. He's no different in that regard. He's just willing to say it. Remember, the people are a thermostat. Politicians are thermometers. There's a difference between the two things. A thermostat changes the temperature. A thermometer reads the temperature. So that's all politicians are. They read the temperature of the people, and then they react accordingly to make the people happy. The people are the thermostat. They can turn up the heat or turn it down. And the people have been disgusted by media for a good long time. The inability to be honest, to tell the truth, the clear leftist slant. That's why we always laugh when you say that, that Fox News is the great evil. One outlet, one, one in television. You've got the rest, but it's the one outlet that's the real problem. That's, it's, it's a laughable proposition. It's a proposition put forth by people like Mayor Bill de Blasio of New York, but not an intellectual, uh, to, to say the very least. So you've got this uh, thing going on Thursday. Thursday, they're going to get together and, and make these editorials. So here's wh- where I need the help. Uh, Tony at TonyCats.com is my email. Tony at TonyCats.com. I need a list of all the stories that have been recanted, retracted, changed, apologized for by the media since the the early days of Donald Trump running for president of the United States. It's 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 important because this is what I'm going to do Thursday. They're going to have all these editorials saying President Trump, how dare you refer to uh, the, uh, us as the enemy of the people? Well, I don't think the press is the enemy of the people, but we should realize that they are complicit in what's happening because they've let the people down. And let's go show them. Let's remind them of what has happened. I think that's very important. I think that's very, very important that we do exactly this, that we get together and we make sure we've got all the stories that they've recanted 
and retracted all the times they got it wrong. All the times that they purposefully went out of their way to tell a story that they knew was not factual because it would hurt him. Their pettiness. Listen, there are times where President Trump is wrong, and there's times when you run a story and it's not fake news. Just because a story is is anti-Trump doesn't mean that it's fake news. It never it's never meant that. That's a myth. That's a myth. That's the chupacabra right there. It's a myth. And I know the Trump idolaters hate that, but I'm not interested in what the Trump idolaters want. I'm interested in what uh, honest people talk about. <laughs> that that's what moves me. As 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 simple as that. So I want to find the stories. I want to find the stories. Uh, that are out there, and I want the press to know that it's it's imperative that they know that they aren't somehow some kid being bullied on the playground. They are their own bully. What they can't believe is they're getting pushed back at. Picture the press. Their entire life is built upon nobody can push back on them. They are the press. And so when someone tries to push back on them, the press pushes 20 times as hard. And then uh, the person acquiesces, falls into the corner and says, please don't hurt me. The old adage, you don't get into a fight with people who buy ink by the barrel. President Trump comes into play and is like, yeah, I don't need to listen to that crap. That doesn't make any sense at all. Let's ring the bell. Let's throw some punches. Come on, let's go. And they haven't figured out how to recover yet. Now, they're the ones whining in the corner when they will not admit to their own wrongdoing. They're not always wrong, but they've done a lot of wrong. Let's point it out. Tony at TonyCats.com. You've got a story. I need it. Email it to me right now. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, Twitter, at Tony Katz. Still getting more on that uh, London story, a uh, guy ramming the uh, the barricades there, the gates of Westminster. Three people were injured. He's 29. He's a, a British citizen born uh, in another country. They, they've gone to such great extents uh, to not talk about who he is. I'm just going to wait. We all know what it means. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait to see when they figure it out. When they figure out how to say something and, and speak like people. And amazingly, it was CNN uh, that said, uh, you know, uh, uh, President Trump seized on calling this a terrorist attack while it's still early in the investigation. It was British officials who referred to it as a terrorist attack. They called it terrorism. So uh, Donald Trump didn't do anything wrong at all. 833-GOT-TONY's the number. 833-468-8669. Twitter. Uh, at Tony Katz. Uh, get the podcast, TonyKatz.com. Uh, uh, there is no truth, it turns out, to the rumor of um, Jim Mattis 2020. I, I don't know. People are completely insane. There was a rumor uh, published by something called Beltway Breakfast. Um. Uh, that uh, according to uh, them, uh, that Jim Mattis 
said uh, that he would, uh, if he ran for president, he would kick Trump's ass. What? That was the rumor that came out. Um, according to Dana White, who's the press secretary for the Pentagon, said we got quite a laugh out of it in our morning meeting. It's pure fiction, plain and simple. Yeah, Jim Mattis is not running for president of the United States. Jim Mattis is not running for president of the United States. Um, it would be interesting, by the way. It'd be interesting because uh, we ha- it's been a long time since we've had somebody of a, of a military background uh, in the Oval Office. And it's interesting to think of it wasn't too long ago where that was something that you looked for. It mattered. It was considered a plus to someone being elected. I can't picture that it's so much uh, that way today. Whether you go to the right or to the left, if if Wesley Clark decided to to run again for president, would it be looked at as a as a positive? I don't, by the way, he couldn't get the nomination if he tried. Not in this climate, no way. Not in this climate. The the nominee for the Democrats is the person who f- checks off as many boxes of groups as humanly possible. The more boxes you check off, the more votes you're going to get. It's just plain and simple. That's how the Democratic Party is going to do it. I only hope the Republican Party still goes with who's who's best. And I know what you're saying. We have Trump. So here's the weirdness, and here's the part that I think that I think people understand, but somehow they do a very poor job of explaining. If you want to make the argument that Trump lacks character, okay. The disagreements, I think, are less. Now, some people disagree. Oh, no, he's fine. He's never done anything wrong. They're the idolaters, and then there's the haters. So let's not let's, – let's bring both those two to a table. Not everything Donald Trump has done is evil, and Donald Trump has, has said and done – some pretty messed up things. There. I don't know if you say in totality that you want your kid to grow up to be Donald Trump. I do, however, think that when you talk about a self-assuredness, a willingness to fight, to not pick the fight, but to end the fight, maybe you do. Maybe there are some things there uh, that, that you like. Maybe there are some things there that you're interested in. Right, so the the character issue, divorced, married, divorced, remarried, possibility of affairs, things like that, that is could be enough for you to say, I don't want my kid to be like this guy at all. That could be enough for you to say, I don't want to vote for him. I'm not saying no. I am saying that when I voted, and I voted for Donald Trump, and I've written about this, my choice was Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. These, these, these were my choices. And I said, with Donald Trump, everything is a jump ball. I have a 50-50 shot to get everything I want. I was fully aware. I understood, like you understood, that he wasn't a conservative. He may have governed like a conservative, but to be clear that at his core, in terms of his philosophical underpinnings, he is not a conservative. This is not somebody who looks to John Locke in the Second Treatise. This isn't somebody who goes back to Edmund Burke. That's not what's happening. Let's not lie to each other. Don't do it. You sound like a crazy person when you do that. Not, not you, the person next to you. That, oh, that guy's nuts. So there isn't a, a, a conservative core to the man. He has governed like a conservative, and to this I am unbelievably, unbelievably appreciative. That's why I said it's jump ball. I have a 50-50 shot, but with Hillary Clinton, I knew I got nothing. 
I got nothing from Hillary Clinton. No, by the way, Hillary Clinton's a criminal. So I, of course, voted for Donald Trump. And what I have gotten is results. I have less regulation. I have the tax cut. I have attention being paid to the military for the first time in years. We have the lowest number of ships at sea, and I do not care what technology brings. In the end, you need a strong Navy to survive. So say the Spanish of their day, so say the British of their day, so we should say right now. And you know who's proving that true? China, as they put their third aircraft carrier into the water and they build islands to have refueling stations for airplanes that they're going to put on their aircraft carriers. You take a look at shipping. I do not care how much technology and virtual world you want to create. In the end, the widget has to get from point A across an ocean to point B. You're going to need a Navy. Yes, our Air Force will eventually be drone-driven. We will eventually have pilots who are safe in a bunker somewhere inside a mountain. But until then, the planes need to fly And they need to be armed and need to be armed well with the best of technology, not the second best of technology, the very best of technology. And Donald Trump understands this, and I couldn't be more pleased. And Donald Trump understands geography, that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. And he said so, and he moved the embassy, not being a coward, not thinking that somehow it would upset the poor Palestinians. Everything upsets the poor Palestinians. You might as well move the damn embassy. And he did. And that regulation is the enemy of results. And he has reduced 22, 23, 25 regulations for every one that is created. And the water is still clean and the air can still be, is still full of breath. And business has flourished. And he recognized we're better off if we take the money parked overseas and we bring it back to the United States. So we lower the corporate tax rate. We make things better for people. And lo and behold, Apple and others, more than $300 billion has come back and counting. I'm not saying that you don't have an argument about President Trump's character. But he may very well be the guy we needed at the moment. Which says something about character. Why is it that the people who act so refined and the people who've got all the social graces all figured out also are unwilling to lead a country in a way that it needs to be led? To be honest when we need to be honest, to be focused when we need to be focused, to be real when we need to be real, and to say to hell with the so-called convention of how it was done, here's how we're doing it from now on. They look really good in their suit. Oh, and they say all the right things. Is this what matters? The most dangerous moment I have found in American politics to date, and don't get me wrong, I think we're in the middle of some dangerous moments right now, goes to uh, the 2012 election. And it was Barack Obama defeating Mitt Romney, and shame on Mitt Romney for that. But the exit polls had a very interesting question, and the question was, cares about people like me? Cares about people like me? What in the world does that even mean? Cares about people like me. Why do I care whether Barack Obama knows my damn name? 
What do I care if he knows my name? You know what I care? That he gets out of my way. That government gets out of my way. That they stop thinking that my money is their money. That they stop calling me a racist. That they stop calling me a bigot. That they stop telling me that I'm not paying my fair share and let me live my life. That's what I care about. And that's what so many others, like you, cared about. We, we see the world differently. And when we had an opportunity to make a change, we did just that. We did just that. That's what people don't understand about Donald Trump. It wasn't even as much about Donald Trump. We're just miraculously, pleasantly surprised. It's that here was a guy who was willing to engage the changes we wanted to engage, who was willing to engage the conversations we're already engaging. This whole idea, uh, the press is the enemy of the people, dear press, We hated you before Trump. We thought you sucked before 2016. Shocking but true. We thought you were liars then. You wouldn't question Barack Obama. You wouldn't push Barack Obama. You wouldn't question if the Iran deal was a good deal. You wouldn't question how in the world could you call Obamacare a tax when you clearly said it was a penalty. You you pushed nothing. You let it all go by the wayside. Operation Fast and Furious, you said nothing. People died. A border agent died. Multiple died, and you said zero. A gun-running scheme so sick and twisted in its thought process that if they had an R after their name instead of a D, you'd be talking about it today. And speaking of that R instead of a D, if Keith Ellison was a Republican, CNN would be 24-7 on your television set talking about the abuser Keith Ellison. Accused of abuse by a former girlfriend. If he had an R after his name, you wouldn't be able to talk about anything else in America. We didn't like you from before. We knew you were liars from before. Dear press, all President Trump is doing is giving it a voice. And that's one of the reasons we voted for him. We're just thankful he's governing like a conservative, and we hope it continues. Just one man's take. Let me know what you think. Twitter, at Tony Katz. I am Tony Katz. Tony Katz, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Uh, Someone pointed out something very important on this uh, GoFundMe for Peter Strzok, the FBI agent who was fired. And I love it. There there are leftists uh, saying, I don't know what he did wrong. The best I can tell, he doesn't like Trump and said so in private texts. Is that illegal or unethical? Well, I I don't think having a uh, not liking Trump isn't illegal in in any way, uh, shape, or form. Uh, But when you were so clearly in favor of Hillary Clinton and you were overseeing investigations into Hillary Clinton's emails, that could indeed lead to a problem. Certainly not a a message that the FBI would want to send, but okay. Okay, if, if, who is this? Judd Legum. I forget where he's from. I I actually forget where he's from. 283,000 followers. He's He's a popular lefty. He is a popular, popular lefty. Um... 
But okay, if that doesn't matter to you, if just the, you know, I, I always thought that, you know, the appearance of impropriety was a big problem, but but clearly not to to, to Judd. Okay, that, that that's fine. Uh, but Peter Strzok, after he got fired, put they put together a GoFundMe to, to help him with his legal fees because there will be some, there will be some legal fees uh, going going on uh, here, uh, and it it it's got a whole description about him about he spent his entire life working to help keep us and our nation safe. Um, his work and his character have been the target of highly politicized attacks, uh, and it says Peter Strzok is a proud husband and father, a veteran of the U.S. Army and counterintelligence special agent who spent more than two decades in a job he loved at the FBI. Peter Strzok is a proud husband. You mean while he was getting it on with Lisa Page? While while he was while he was having the the affair with with Lisa Page, he was he was a proud husband. At, at what moment? No, no, no. He brought it up. I've heard people say that I don't get involved in in his relationship. Much of anything. Right. However, he works things out with his wife is on him. I don't get involved. But you put they put it in the in the page. He's a proud husband. Are, are we are we sure about that? Are we sure about that? Could we check, double check, recheck? Man, that's a that that is an unforced error right there from the people who put together uh, his page. Now I I move on because I'm I can't do any more Peter Strzok. There'll be more tomorrow, I'm sure. I am sure. And if, if I've done other stuff, you can get it by the way at uh, at TonyCats.com. I am asking a question here. As to whether or not this is a lawyer who should get commended or a lawyer who should be disbarred. There is a guy named Christopher Garnier, G-A-R-N-I-E-R. I think it's pronounced Garnier. And he was sentenced to life in prison for the death of Catherine Campbell. According to the murder trial, Garnier says he accidentally killed her during rough sex. Oh, gosh. Okay. He was convicted in December of second-degree murder and interfering with a dead body in the death of, uh, of officer Catherine Campbell. They, uh, the, the report is that Garnier strangled her at uh, an apartment uh, after the pair met in a bar and then dumped her body in a large green compost bin near a bridge. Okay. Well, that's a thing uh, for, 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 for sure. Well, here is now where it gets interesting. The lawyer has said that his client has been diagnosed with acute PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And he developed the disorder following the death of this woman, Campbell, who he strangled to death. And so he's making the argument, is the lawyer, that, that Garnier should have his sentence reduced because he suffers from PTSD. He killed a woman. He killed an officer. He strangled her to death, put her body in a, in a, in a bin, left it by a bridge, was found guilty, and now says... That because of what happened, he's got post-traumatic stress. He deserves a lesser sentence. Okay. Is the, is the lawyer 
the most twisted bastard ever who should be disbarred, or is he a genius? You pick. Oh, that is, that is so ugly. That is such an ugly, ugly story. His mental state should be a mitigating factor in deciding his parole eligibility. Oh, holy hell. Holy goodness gracious. Uh, And the Fortnite craze uh, has uh, now come to the gyms. There are gyms in Europe uh, that are uh, creating um, Fortnite uh, gym classes. Emote Royale. So when you win in Fortnite, you know the game Fortnite, your kids are playing it. It's a victory royale. And and I'm I'm not playing Fortnite. I have to start practicing. I got to get good at this thing. I got to get good. So they, they're creating uh, these places where the kids dance because, you know, you can get dances and everything else. And so it's called Emote Royale. And it's to get them off the couch and get them uh, exercising. All right. It's somewhat genius. It's somewhat absolute genius. I love it. It's like the ninja stuff. Just doing it with Fortnite. Now teach them how to roll and, and uh, snipe someone. No, don't teach them that. Don't teach them that. My mistake. TonyCats.com for the podcast.